now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right, back here on the block, just waiting to get Coach Crutch connected here uh, for a conversation I'm looking forward to hearing. I'm going to step out of the way and let the two Omaha basketball minds chop it up here on the block. But Strick, while we wait, I do want to get your thoughts uh, on the Western Conference. Golden State goes on the road. They take Game 5 in Sacramento. Uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't get the 25. He stopped at 24 strikes, so you're safe. That's good for you. We like that. But what did you see from the Warriors and uh, the Kings in last night's game? I mean, there's really not much to really say, right? It went just as way, just the way that I thought it would. Um, everybody's playing the roles that they're, you know, uh, in position to play. Um, Clay was I awesome. Think more, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Wiggins did what he's supposed to do. Efficient, effective, great D, you know, the best way he can. Couple block shots. Clay Thompson, uh, over 50%. Dang near from both two and three. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Steph, not shooting three well, but 31. Everybody, Jordan Poole, struggling like he's been. But, every, but, the, but the key factor, again, is look who. Green. This is why um, them losing that game when he was suspended was uh, was tough. Was tough. It, it was, but the Warriors go back and they they steal this one on the road. Yeah. I I figured that Sacramento would get this one done to go up, get excited, and then Golden State would you know show that that championship resolve, that poise to you know find a way to win the last two. But now Strick they essentially have home court advantage. They can close it out back yeah. in the Bay with game six. And that's an advantage. I don't think you want to give the Warriors. When you look at this Warriors team moving forward, is Draymond the most important player? Is it more important to get Jordan Poole going? Is it Clay staying hot or is it finding those moments? You can get Steph some rest. Cause he's playing upwards of 40 minutes in most of these games. Well, well r- real quick before I address that part, what I said, the Sacramento Kings needed is they needed Sabonis to just be superhuman. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the things that he's been doing, he's a walking double double, but what he'd been doing, he's been distributing the ball pretty well. And, and he's had low turnover numbers. Turnovers were very high with that ball handling situation. Darian Fox with six turnovers. That's tough. Malik Monk did what he could. Those numbers are solid. You don't have, remember I said you had to have somebody on that team to step up and Sabonis had to be superhuman. Now, if you could have done that, you probably could have won this game because De'Aaron Fox gave you about what, you know, I figured he might be able to do in the 20 range. I definitely knew he wasn't going for, you know, a a big number. But you needed Harrison Barnes or Herter to do something solid. You know, Malik Monk was going to get more opportunities. You needed that. But you needed superhuman Sabonis. And that didn't happen, and that's why they they came up a little bit short. Now they're they're still able, they're still capable, but like you said, you've given now home court advantage over to Golden State. They're very good at home. Uh, they you you need to take advantage of the situations of them being bad on the road. Uh, and Draymond Green is is just a key component. But one of the things is he gets them going, he gets them moving action. He knows where to find guys. He's going to be always active. He's good on the defensive side of things, obviously, four steals. But you can't let him shoot eight for ten. No, you can't. You cannot let Draymond. Draymond Green, if he gets 20 points uh, in a game, you're probably going to lose. 
let's just let's just let's just say say what it is. That's probably going to be the case. And uh, joining us as we're talking about this NBA action, we had to go <laughs> ahead and tap out of that. We'll come back to that. I I had to do it. I had I had to cut I had to cut myself off. I normally don't cut myself off, but I had to cut myself off because my guy, uh, Chris Crushfield, uh, head coach of University of Omaha, um, and a maverick, and he's he's been a player there. Um, great great time spending there. Uh, great coaching career. Uh, coached them some under some legends like Lon Kruger. Uh, spent some time with Eric Musselman. I've got an Eric Musselman story. I don't know if I ever told you, uh, Crutch. I might share it with you uh, on this or uh, <laughs> personally sometime. Uh, Dana Altman as well. Obviously, a lot of people in the Omaha area know Dana Altman because of his time at Creighton when we were beating the brakes off of him. So, um, <laughs> Crutch, man, it's good to have you back in Omaha. It was good to get a chance to sit down with you. Look forward to playing some golf. But let's talk basketball right now. What is the yeah. vision? What is the vision, man? Tell tell us about, you know, first, what it what what was it that drew you back? And then tell us about uh, you know, your passion for Omaha and and also the the, the school in which you're it is your alma mater. Well, thanks for having me on, Eric. Appreciate you, man. And and uh first of all, I think I think when you talk about a place like Omaha, you talk about UNO. And it's very, very dear to my heart just because I came here as a young man and this university kind of molded and shaped me to who I am today. So so when you there's there's definitely some personal feelings here. So when when the job came open and we had a chance to come back and it was a no brainer, a no brainer. Uh, I know what the potential is in this place now that we have a nice facility like Baxter Arena. Uh, we have over over seventy thousand alumni right here in this city that 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 walked on this campus at some point in time in their life. So, we talk about a fan base that can be built. You talk about a facility where you can attract uh, really really good student athletes, and uh, it's my school. It's my school. It's my city, and uh, I felt like I owe it to this university to try to be the one, the first one, to get this thing place to an NCAA tournament. So that was the big draw. Now, the vision is this, as you know, you know I think we're, we're starting over. We're building from the ground up. And as you as you know this, like you got to get really, really good student athletes. You got to get guys that are, that are highly motivated to, to get better from a development standpoint. Uh, you got to get some guys that are highly, highly motivated to uh, be, be students. And you got to get good people. You got to get good guys that that's going to be ambassadors for your university and uh, for your program. So we feel like that first year we've gotten that done, Eric. And uh, now we just adding some plug and play guys here in this next recruiting class. So we got a core about eight or nine guys coming back from last year's team, which is 83% of our offensive uh, production. Mm. So we feel like we're moving in the right direction. We was really young last year. So, uh, we're going to plug in some older guys in this um, recruiting class. And I feel pretty good about where we're at and uh, the future of this program. Real quick, um, tell us, uh, I, I, got, I, I got something that's just kind of been on my mind. I've been watching a lot of time, a lot of teams, like, for example, St. Peter's. Um, you see 
um, there's been a dynamic that happened. Obviously, it was the pandemic that came, which gave an extended uh, time frame for college athletes to be able to retain uh, some of their, um, uh, you know, uh, I, eligibility to retain some of their eligibility, it gave them like an extra year of eligibility. And it kind of pushed, you know, young recruits kind of back. And this is where you're getting a lot of parody uh, universities like the university of Omaha and others like them. This is where I think you've seen them get better. Now there's another dynamic that's crept, crept into this, uh, the, the mix of things and that's NIL. And that's, and that's the transfer portal. Um, the thing that you spoke about, the vision, how hard is it for retention? Because what seems to happen to me is teams blow up, get good. You develop them. You put them in a position where they, 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 they can become stars uh, in the league and, and begin to dominate. And then all of a sudden, they're looking for greener pastures. How are you handling that from a standpoint of a coach now who's coached at that next level, who was the beneficiary of a lot of those individuals that jumped in there and wanted to come and do some bigger things. But right. now you're, you're fighting that battle. And like, like how, I just want to understand the mental, the dynamics on that. Well, for one at this level, it's hard. As you know, yeah. if you lose a, a 15 to 20 point score at the mid major level, that's that could be devastating to your success with it because it's hard to replace that. Yeah. So it's happening. It's happening. And as I talk to my staff about these type of things, like it's going to happen, guys. We have to be prepared for when it does happen. Now, there's some things in place to help us, you know, retain some guys from a retention standpoint, but it's going to happen. And what we have to do is be on the cutting edge of recruiting to the point where we got to know we're going to lose a, a, if a guy comes in and have a great year and average 17 points a game, there's a chance that we're going to lose him to a high major school. Now, with that being said, like, how do you replace it? It's hard to do. And, uh, but we'll try, we'll work hard. We'll try to do it, but hopefully we got enough guys, Eric, I think that that is true to the vision. They're true to the climb that we're, that we're on to understand like, being being the first to the NCAA tournament has lifelong benefits in this city and in this state. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're a local kid, a local guy, and, and you're on that team that, that goes to the first NCAA tournament, I think it changes your life. I think it changes people's lives if, if, if they're willing to stay with it and be a part of something special, uh, then then – Hopefully they look at that side also, opposed to just jumping to greener pasture because it's a power five and they play in a major conference and they're on TV every night and that type of thing. Or NIL becomes a factor. <laughs> and so one of the things I've been talking about on on the on the block is um, um, it's not FAU. Um, who, who was the team that went went deep and they almost got to the final? Was it FAU? FAU got to the final four, yes. It was it was FAU. Okay. Yeah. And they almost they almost broke through, right? Okay. Yes. So I've been telling Austin, I said, listen, um, what I like about what he's doing is like if I'm gonna sell this and and I'm gonna try to retain my players to stay the course, right? You have to kind of take a mark few type of mentality. You have to basically say, you know what? I'm going to come in here. I'm going to reshape this. He's got a young squad. 
probably four of his players could have been like, peace. We going, we going to Florida, we going to Florida, wherever, and been out. But he did, it seems to me at this point that he's done a great job of selling them the vision of staying, of staying the course together. So it's finding that cohesion is what I'm hearing you say, finding that group that wants to do something special. And then you guys stick together as a unit and see it through. That's, is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? That's exactly right. That is correct. And that, that's what we did in that first class, Eric. So, you know, we took uh, five freshmen. We took five freshmen. We took four junior college kids that had three years of eligibility. And that was going to be our core group that to keep this group together, uh, we wanted guys that, that was going to come in and be hungry and be motivated, going to have a competitive spirit, and guys that wanted to be here in that first mm. recruiting class. We didn't go to the transfer portal the first year. Uh, because I wanted guys that was going to appreciate Omaha and appreciate UNO for what it was and not come in looking down their nose coming from a power five scene that felt like that they was doing us a favor. Mm -hmm. I don't think you build, I don't think you build a culture with that attitude. So we went after that particular type of kid and we got him and now we got him here. Now we're developing and we're building with that core group, um, and I, hopefully we keep this group together for a year or two. Then I think we can pop this thing and, and, and be in a position, you know, to finish in the top two or three in this league. And, you know, if you do that, then you go into March, into the conference tournament, you got a chance to uh, to make yeah. it to the NCAA tournament. And that's the plan. That's the vision. Uh, year three, year four, we keep this group together. And they'll be much older. They're going to be more poised. And they all got game experience as freshmen and sophomores. Are you talking about guys that have been together for two or three years that, that got game experience together and you keep that group together for two years and by the time they all get seniors and juniors, then uh, hopefully we can hear our name called on Selection Sunday. Coach, was there any ever temptation to go the quick fix route, to jump in the transfer portal, get a lot of guys to try to make a splash year one, or, or were you and your staff that committed to, hey, culture first, hey, grow and develop first? We was, we was committed. That was the plan from day one. I remember talking to the AD, and he flew out to see me out in out in Oregon, and he asked me what my plan, what my vision was for building the program, and I said, this is how we're going to do it. And and I wanted to do it that way with young guys and keep them together and build it the right way because I don't think – this is my school, and I, I wanted guys that is going to be proud to be here because when they leave here, they're always going to be associated with Nebraska Omaha. So, so let's build it the right way instead of having you know, airport guys that stop in here for a year and move on. Uh, we wanted some guys that's going to be here and develop and, and take pride in, in building it. And that's what we did at the University of Oklahoma. When I first got there, we, we took high school kids and we took junior college guys. And we kept that group together. They ended up playing 107 games together, which is unheard of now. A group of four guys end up playing 107 games together uh, over a, a three-and-a-half, four-year period. And that, that group went to the Final Four uh, in 2016. So so I had a blueprint uh, that I got from Milan, and I knew it could work at the mid-major level. I wasn't sure if it, it could work at the high-major level. So so now, now what we're doing is we're just going to plug in two transfers in this next class because we need – Older plug and play guys 
at, at our five spot and at the point guard spot. And we got the five taken care of. Now we got a point coming in uh, here in about three hours. And uh, we're going to try to get him done. And, and then then I, I feel really good about, about year two going into year two. That's good. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of competition out there. And that's why it's so important to be able to um, identify and find guys, um, you know, with like-minded and, uh, and, and, and will be able to attach to the vision. Um, with this NIL situation that's going on right now, uh, Crutch, um, how, how, how hard have you found it to be able to sell um, when there are, and, and this is why character, I guess, is important for you because uh, it can't just be about the, the the cash and the money these days. But there are so many. But Omaha is a great ground for for you to be able to build off of. Uh, you've got, like you said, a great alumni base. But how hard have you found it, you know, during this time to be able to to manage that uh, in, in in competition with other universities uh, around the country? You know what? To this point, Eric, and it hadn't been an issue, uh, just because the type of kids that we're going after, uh, they're not nil motivated. Now, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you have more and more success, uh, that's going to happen. Just like, for instance, F- FAU made it to the Final Four. They had no nil uh, collective in place. How mm-hmm. about that? Wow! So all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, now. After they get done leaving Houston, there's a bunch of people in Boca Raton, Florida, talking about let's get a collective to make sure we keep this thing going. So as soon as you have some success, it's going to happen. We know that at the mid-major level. But to this point, it hadn't been an issue with us. And if it does, uh, we do have a collective. Omaha Bull Market is what it's called. And um, it's nowhere near what they got in Lincoln or what they got at Creighton. Uh, but our, our situation will probably be more beneficial in the in the retention uh, standpoint opposed to recruiting. Sounds good, Crutch, man. Listen, um, we know you got big things coming up ahead of you. Um, anything that you guys are going to be doing in the offseason, any trips, any, you know, anything like that that you guys have got going on at UNO, uh, that we need to just kind of keep our eyes on because we, we definitely want to be supportive of you here on the ticket. Yeah, no doubt. i tell you what, a good question, Eric, because we're taking our group over to on a foreign trip here in August, August 3rd through the 11th. Uh, we're taking them over to Costa Rica uh, for a 10-day foreign trip. And good thing about that trip, we get to practice 10 days before we go. I mean, legitimate two-hour practices for 10 days before we go and i just felt like this keeping this group together and adding those plug and play guys and taking advantage of a foreign tour uh will help us with our chemistry camaraderie get those guys together and be around each other for 10 days in, in a foreign place where they have to ha- have to rely on each other and um i thought that this is going to be beneficial to the growth uh, of our program. So we're taking a foreign trip in August and uh, I'm excited to go over. Never been to Costa Rica. So, uh, and, and our guys are excited to go also. Well, that's awesome. Crush, man. Thank you so much, Coach Crushfield, for taking the time. Uh, shout out to Coach Crushfield. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, he's got one of the guys that he recruited is still playing in the playoffs. And that yeah. is uh, Trey uh, Yeezy. Uh, Trey Young <laughs> is still getting busy. 
uh, and also one of the best shooters in the NBA at this, this time, Buddy Hill. Um, that's the type of coach that UNO uh, was able to attract, and they have continued success, my friend. Um, I remember you at the UTSA days. I know you from Omaha, but I remember you <laughs> in the UTSA days. That was a long time. You, you guys were down there, you and Stubbs, and yep. everybody was down there, man. It was good to get a chance to chop it up with you. Uh, yeah. Things that we did in the recruiting game that we can't do now. Uh, these days, but we were able to take advantage and help you guys get some players down there. Uh, no you know, just bring no them doubt. over to Stricky's house to have a a, a, a nice yep. little salute. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's always been a pleasure, Crutch Man, to uh, have known you, to watch you, uh, and the success. And good to have you back home. Thank you, Eric. Same here, Austin. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Thanks a lot. There he goes, Chris Crutchfield. Heck, we're the golf ball here pretty soon. Yes, sir. We're going to do it when, when this weather gets right. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys take care. Say what, Crutch? I said, you guys take care. Thank you very much. All right. Thank salute. You, salute to Crutch. There he goes, Coach, Coach Crutchfield, joining us here on the ticket, 93.7 the ticket, on the block. He's now a blockhead, man. It's good to have him to join us. Great stuff, great questions that he answered, uh, hoping that the, the vision can be fulfilled there for him as they make their trek in trying to get to the NCAA tournament. But right now we got a trek. We got to get off here, take a break. We went a little bit long. to we, we Whenever we get special guests like that, man, shoot out with Strick and hold on. I'll Kobe you guys a little bit later. We'll be right back after this. 93.7 The Ticket.